0: This is Adam G. Simon, professional food taster for Shia LaBeouf and Joe Carnahan, and I never listen to I Doubt It with Dalimore. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It With Dollamore. All right, everybody, welcome to the show and thank you for joining us for episode 475 of I Doubt It With Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore. No worse for the wear. And I'm joined today by my lovely, talented, scholarly co-host, Brittany Page.
1: I'm also, I'm relearning how to adjust the mic quietly so that it doesn't disrupt the recording. Relearning. I can tell by the face, by the...
0: The face or my face?
1: The face... (laughs) Uh, that it is not going well. That it I'm it, not doing a well, good job. Listen. That it is not okay. It's going to cause a problem. Well, let me.
0: Since you you brought us here, this is how the sausage is made. Uh, you brought us here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have no choice but to talk about it now. All right. When we go hot, the mics mm. go live. <laughs> when the mics get flipped on, oh, Jesus! We have 15 or 20 seconds of silence so I can do noise removal in what is commonly referred to in the biz. As post-production.
1: Ooh.
0: You wouldn't know anything about that because I'm the one who has to do it.
1: That's correct. (laughs) Something happens to you, the show ends.
0: So anyway, no, I'm not saying that. You'd figure it out. Mm. But you couldn't be as radical as me. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) That would be difficult.
0: Naturally, the show would be different.
1: Well, it depends on the day.
0: So anyway, and then Mm -hmm. as soon as they go live... Or hot, as you made fun of me for saying. Yeah, you start adjusting your microphone.
1: Well, yeah.
0: I have to just wait for fifteen seconds until I start yammering on.
1: Mm-hmm. And we're in good shape. Okay, we'll do. We'll do.
0: I am back. I'm feeling better.
1: Yes, you were. You you were ill it's after weird. Christmas. Yeah, the
0: day after Christmas, I woke up early in the morning, like three, four in the morning. Mm-hmm desperate to not puke Mm -hmm. like like sitting up in bed at the edge of the bed like (sighs) like breathing drinking like just dangerous amounts of water because i thought that would help me yeah and uh nah didn't uh didn't help because we had full plans to record the day after christmas
1: yeah full plans
0: it full we had full plans not half plans
1: yeah it was fully (laughs) planned to record. So I'm better. Mm-hmm.
0: Back to being my precocious self.
1: Well, that's good. Going well, into 2019 healthy.
0: Yeah, went, mm-hmm. went down to the post office today. Yeah. And uh can I say that's a shitty way to start it. Um I love the shit out of our listeners. Mhm. Yes. And I have a special place in my heart for all of them. But there's a, a little extra special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Next to one of the important valves. Uh huh. Because it's the heart. Yeah. Thanks. Um, for the gift givers this year. Mm. I, I seriously needed help leaving the post office today. Yeah. Three giant boxes mm-hmm. of extra gifts from listeners. Yes. Where should we begin?
1: Well, I think we should start with the library that was sent to Holy us. Holy shit! Which I'm I'm not joking. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve books.
0: Twelve books, Kelly In from one New box. England. Yes. We let's talk about that one first because that was the joint gift. Yeah. She really listen when I say that the w- best way to my heart relative to gift giving is books and booze. <laughs> she didn't disappoint because all of the books. Many centered around racism and white supremacy, topics that we talk about a lot that I'm very interested in and you have experience with from your your upbringing and are Mm -hmm. still very interested in. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then a few little bottles of the the airplane booze, like premium airplane booze. Yes. Not that bullshit you get on like Southwest Airlines.
1: Well, Kelly is smart because she hid it among the books in the box.
0: Yeah, because apparently you're not allowed to mail that. No, you're not. Post office. Nope. Prudish dicks.
1: (laughs) Got one over on them, Kelly. So, so Kelly,
0: wow. Yeah. Uh, Listen.
1: Well, I said to you when you open the box,
0: (laughs) I was getting ready to spill the beans that you said
1: giving away books. Like when I let I let people borrow books sometimes and I get stressed out because I don't want anything (laughs) (laughs) to happen to my books. And I'll be like messaging them like, excuse me, are you done with that? Can I have it back?
0: (laughs) I'm the same way. I don't. Well, I'm a pack rat, so I don't like to give anything away. Like I like to hoard shit. But when I was in the Marine Corps, I had all kinds of books in my barracks room, mm-hmm. and I went and I printed stickers that said, like, from the library of Jesse Dollimore <laughs> and on, the, on the inside cover of everyone, because yeah. I didn't want people to make off with my shit.
1: Well, and I know it makes me sound douchey that I, like, am not sharing, you know, because Kelly's super sharing and awesome and, Unbelievable. and beautiful.
0: She's She's not getting these back, right?
1: Kelly, do you want those back? I mean, now they're
0: they're now they are in the library, know. and we feel anxiety about giving them away. Yeah, so we're not going to share the wealth.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, but it, I think it's because my books—I highlight them, I write in them, I circle things—they become like study materials yeah, for like me to go back and reference them. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's even some documents that I have on my computer for certain books where I've literally typed out things that I've highlighted. Um, I realized that was like untenable with all of the books that I was reading, typing out all of the things that I highlighted and yeah, yeah, yeah. making these documents. Um, if I'd, well, yeah. didn't have, if I didn't have a job and I won the lottery that's Every, probably what I would do everybody's
0: got a workflow that they figure out
1: yeah exactly so thank you Kelly awesome we really appreciate it
0: seriously so so good
1: yeah and I, I guess maybe we'll have to do book reports for Kelly after we read the books um, good luck with that <laughs> <laughs> So we also got um, gifts from Jen in Long Beach, yes. which was very fantastic. I- M- more booze, more booze for you. Yeah, you got your bottle of makers there, and um, I got Becoming by Michelle Obama. Yeah, which I noticed was a very popular gift for the Secret Santa this year. The in the Dollamore listener group, the listener run Dollamore listener group. Everyone got the Michelle Obama book, so now I'm in the club. I got it too, guys. Let's all read it and talk about it. Okay.
0: Wow, did that just happen? Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And then also Jen got me, um, suya, which is a Nigerian spice. Mm. I think it's like multi-definitional. It's it's got it's it's the spice, but it's also like meat. Okay. Anyway, I'm gonna make some foods, so it's gonna be a good time. Is
1: it spicy? Is it what does it taste like? Is it sweet?
0: no, no, it's it's spicy and savory. i never okay. had it. It's still in its little yeah, its little pouch. Well, here. I'm
1: assuming that you've done your research to
0: yeah. Well, Nigerian food is spicy. Okay, some of it is not everything. So
1: it's spicy and savory. Yeah, that's right. Not sweet.
0: So thank you, Jen. We appreciate that. Seriously, very very much. Yes. And then the other bit, uh, you got an extra. Uh, book, Stephen Colbert's little coffee table book.
1: Yeah, Midnight Confessions. I, so Amy finally revealed herself as my secret Santa, and the raccoon slippers were also from Amy. So yeah, Amy
0: from Nebraska. Yes,
1: thank you very much. Um, I, <laughs> I still need to take a picture wearing my slippers. I have been wearing them around the house. So I think what Amy's plan was is to get me to kind of have like a flooding experience where I'm just immersed in seeing raccoons at my feet and <laughs> flooding
0: You mean like, uh, what is it called when they
1: like treatment for yeah, phobias like, where they
0: overexpose you exactly to like, if you're afraid of puppies or you know pickles like cats are
1: yeah and and so i think what she's doing here is a flooding exercise for me where i look down and see raccoons at my feet and then i will eventually become accustomed to that and perfectly fine with raccoons
0: and then the other thing we got uh, another couple books a couple of boxes one was a book for me from chase in virginia Mm -hmm. uh prolific yeah. Gift giver to the show.
1: Yeah, well he even in the the note that he wrote um for your gift, he didn't he didn't say his name. He just listed the previous gifts that he had given <laughs> so that we could identify him. Gift for Jesse from the Deathwish Coffee cardboard cutout Bell Man.
0: Yeah. Oh the bell. He did give the bell. Yeah. The new bell that when I was doing the ding. Yeah. So anyway, he gave me the beer bible, which is great, and I'm not super up on the beer. Mm-hmm. Knowledge, yeah, so I will. Uh, I'm gonna enjoy that. It's like an encyclopedia, there's a whole bunch of shit in there, yeah. And then you got a book that, uh, wow, awesome, awesome gift!
1: It is Maurice White's book, My Life with Earth, Wind, and Fire. And I got emotional, you did, I got teary eyed when I saw it. So, thank you, Chase, for That, that.
0: That is a great. Gift (laughs) reaction.
1: For sure. Yeah, I I don't have this. So that was very nice. I was looking through. There's pictures in the middle of him when he was little. And it's just awesome. I'm really excited. Did did I talk about it on the show, though, that Philip Bailey... Followed me on Instagram.
0: I don't think anybody knows who these people are, so you have to say who they are. Well,
1: Maurice White was the lead singer of Earth, Wind, and Fire.
0: The founder, the lead singer.
1: Yeah, and he um, passed away a few years ago, but it was his birthday. And on his birthday, a couple days ago, uh, Philip Bailey followed me on Instagram. And Philip Bailey is another member of Earth, Wind, and Fire, still touring with the band. People know Philip Bailey, easy lover with Phil Collins. Come on, come on, Philip Bailey.
0: No. I would. There's no chance I would know who Philip Bailey or Maurice White were mm-hmm. if it weren't for you. <laughs> no fucking chance.
1: Okay. Well, that's really sad.
0: You see the the depth and range and maturation that you've brought to my life, Brittany Page. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 your Christmas gift to me.
1: Yeah, well I I wonder sometimes because you're older than me. And I wonder if people are like, Oh, she likes all this music because of like Jesse, he's older than her. Nope. No. <laughs>
0: that is not the case.
1: No. In fact, I will play my music and then quiz you about who the artists uh, are. Yeah. So that you can learn. And you you have learned a lot about older artists yeah, that yeah. you didn't normally know because I quiz you
0: yeah but the music you listen to predates me. Yes. Is like it's like my mom's era of music if you listen to. <laughs> so it's not like I should know how, how do you not know who Todd Rundgren is <laughs>
1: <laughs> You know? Oh Jesus. normal
0: human beings. And listen, if you are like what you don't know who Todd you're not normal. If you're one of the ones who knows and thinks I'm dumb for not know? Well, I might be dumb for not knowing, but you're not normal. It's an abnormality to know who Todd Rundgren or who- any number of characters that Britney knows crazy details about their career and their discography. All right. Anyway.
1: Moving on. <laughs>
0: Moving on. Oh,
1: Jesus. So anyway, uh,
0: wrap, wrap this segment. Uh, thank you all so goddamn much. We love you. Uh, it, it is... There's the, the phrase, an embarrassment of riches. hmm And I really feel that yeah. about our audience and their devotion and love and loyalty and dedication to... I mean, Kelly and that giant stack of books is it's her looking after us and our intellectual well-being.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, you know for what I mean? Sure. It's, it's, it's yeah. like, oh,
0: you guys are interested in this. Let me help you... Be better. G- ...give a, a a layer of depth to your knowledge that you didn't have before, and hopefully you will. That, that's just... Yeah. It's a caretaking exercise. I for love sure. it. I love for it. For sure. So, let's say this. Listen, we're, we're at the end of the year here. If you didn't know, <laughs> we're at the end of the year.
1: This will be our...
0: I think there's one more show.
1: Our fifth year doing the show. Oh yeah, is that right? Or our fourth year doing the show? No,
0: fifth. We March eleventh, twenty fourteen. Okay. This will be our fifth year. All right. Yeah, we're almost on five hundred episodes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> numbered
0: episodes. <laughs> hmm. Over over seventy bonus episodes.
1: Yeah. It's good. Uh,
0: it's quite the deal. Yeah. You know what I mean. So so anyway, um, we want to go into the new year. First of all, let's say this. I'm all over the place. You'd think I had not done the show for 500 fucking times. Mm -hmm. Um, We are very, very, very close to doing three episodes, a guaranteed obligation Mm -hmm. of three episodes a week. Correct. As far as Patreon is concerned.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. If 70 people gave $2 a month, we'd be doing three episodes a week. That's how close. Yeah, yeah. 70 people gave $2 a month. That's, that's, we only
0: 70 we would be there, gave only two bucks. Right. So 35 people gave $4.
1: (laughs) How can (laughs) I do that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you you see what we're saying. So and we've also talked about because we went to Patreon and we got a lot of ideas for how to update rewards. And so we're going to actually be premiering two new rewards for 2019. We've thought of the first one already. We're still trying to brainstorm a second one. So again, if you have ideas for things you would like to see as a reward or something that we could add, tell us. We we would love to have your input. But something that we're thinking because we don't have like special rewards for the upper tier like 20 and up. And um, for those people who give like 20 and up, we are going to be creating a newsletter. And it will be a monthly newsletter where me and Jesse kind of create um, or add in things that we liked throughout the month. So whether it be recipes...
0: (laughs) um, There will be that for sure. I'm a food weirdo with cooking so
1: yeah and jesse maybe giving some secrets about recipes that he makes and things that he likes to do with maybe his hot sauce okay tips like that well it'll
0: give me i don't want to cut in but it'll give me but i'm gonna it'll give me a chance to actually like write down rest because i make shit and then it's not written down and people always ask me so this will kind of force me into a corner where i'm gonna write down the the So it'll be as good for for the listeners at that tier as it will be for me.
1: Right. And then also a collection of articles that we read throughout the month on the internet that we think are important for people to read, maybe long form things that... We didn't necessarily post to social media, but that we think are worth people checking out. Um, And and with
0: with maybe some thoughts on it, like something we've written about it, too. Yeah. Yeah. so What we took away.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of highlighting things that we think are important, uh, ways to kind of connect with us a little bit more on issues that maybe aren't central to the show as well. And that would just be going out to again, like 20 and up, because we want to do something special for those people, especially many of those people 20 and up in that tier have been with us for years supporting us. And so we want to make sure that we're giving back. I mean, I know that... People are are wanting to support the show, right? And they they don't necessarily do it for a reward. Some do, um, but we want to make sure that we're we're still doing that for everybody, um, and ensuring that those people that have been supporting us for so long are getting something just a little bit special. Yeah. Um. In return.
0: And, and it'll be another you know a little bit more of a personal connection. Yeah. Uh, as douchey as that sounded coming out of my mouth hole, um, <laughs> it is a little bit more of a personal connection because it's going to be curated. I mean, the show's personally, everything about the fucking show is personally done. Mm-hmm. But it'll be, you'll be, you know, a little bit more inside our, our head, which might be dangerous. So,
1: And I've, I have signed up for some people's newsletters that I really like. And so I have kind of a, an idea of oh, what good, I would want it to look like. I
0: have no idea.
1: And there's people that do this. Like, they charge money to really? send out newsletters of things huh. that they like. Yeah. And I don't pay for them right now, but I, I get the free ones. <laughs> <Right>. And uh, <laughs> I really like them. I yeah. think that it's a good idea for for people. So I'm excited about it. And we're thinking about a second one. So if you have ideas, let us know.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then the other thing is that, that contest, oh, the co-host contest. Yeah. We're at the very end of the month here. Yeah. We're going to draw the very first week. The very, We're at the very end of the month, the very first week. A <laughs> lot of variants going on here. Uh, we're going to draw the winner the first week of January sometime. So, if you are not yet a Patreon supporter and you want to get a part of that co- contest, uh, become a Patreon supporter. Go to teamdollimore.com. We would love to have you on board and a possible co-host for an episode. Mm-hmm. Those We always look forward to those. So, yes. thank you guys. Seriously, again, we don't want to turn this into a giant commercial, but we love the shit out of every single one of you we love what we do we love what you've allowed us to do it is special and we do not take it for granted not a single day all right now moving on let's talk about something throughout the year the year 2018 we've talked about several times and that is the catholic church and uh, all kinds of different religion or religious organizations that have had their their problems well, a new Gallup poll is out, and it's not looking good for the church.
1: Yes. Yeah, so Gallup asks this question every year um, just to gauge how people are feeling about the ethics and honesty of certain fields. So the the question that people were responding to specifically, please tell me how you would rate the honesty and ethical standards of people in these different fields. Very high, average, low, or very low. Okay. Okay. Just to give you the top three um, occupations that people trust very much, nurses, number one, uh, very high in honesty and integrity yeah. uh, or ethical standards, according to people, and medical doctors following behind nurses. So a lot of trust in yeah. the medical field. And then pharmacists. Okay. So hmm. continuing with the trend of the medical field, being very trustworthy. And shout out to Amy. In Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, who just graduated. She's fresh. Yep. Fresh nurse. Just entered that <laughs> honest and ethical field. Well, you
0: think about it, though. It, I don't want to sidetrack this whole deal. Um, but uh, if it's one of those. Th- those are kind of professions that when you have a bad experience, it really sticks out because it's so rare.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I'm, I'm racking my brain trying to think of a time when I had a bad experience with a doctor or a nurse and i i'd have to really think about it mm-hmm. i'd have to spend some time and i might not be able to come up with one you know if you have a bad experience with a convenience store clerk yeah it doesn't really you kind of expect that
1: mhm
0: you know you expect your food at a fast food drive through to be fucked up so you know
1: mhm but, but
0: you don't with a nurse or a yeah. doctor
1: yeah um, I'm just thinking of it now, three bad experiences with doctors come to mind for me. Um, nah, I don't have
0: the laid thing going on though. So
1: yeah. And two of them are men being creepy. And then one of them is being treated bad, um, and made to feel stupid. Hmm. So,
0: oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Good times. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but pretty rare. Yeah. And rare, those stick out sure. in your mind because exactly.
1: It's like, hey, you're not
0: supposed to act like this. Yeah. I'm supposed to love and revere and trust you.
1: Yeah. Well, and I also think um, there's two doctors that I have that actually really stick out in my mind from the past where I went in with both times involved having a terrible rash. One was I was <laughs> covered in hives and then the second one was when I had that terrible rash from the mystery Airbnb soap that I used oh, on my yeah, legs. Oh, yeah,
0: in Seattle.
1: Yeah, and I had the bumpy leg for like three weeks. <laughs> yeah.
0: <And> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the
1: both of the those doctors were like touching my skin with their hand not like with a glove they weren't treating me like i was disgusting i felt so gross and they were like hmm let's figure out what this is yeah, and like rubbing it and i'm like oh my god you're touching me and making me feel like a human thank you <laughs> it was so healing it's you like know? the
0: 30 rock episode when jack donaghy gets uh bed bugs
1: <laughs> oh is it like yeah, that? yeah what what happens
0: that's all you need to know
1: all right cool. <laughs>
0: I, everything can come back to a 30 rock episode for me. For you, yeah, yeah I can. Everything.
1: Um the the three professions that are at the bottom or occupations at the bottom of the list. Um we'll start with the very bottom, members of Congress. Yeah. Okay. Pretty typical. Um only 8% of Americans think that Those
0: are also filled with lawyers and I bet you that's on the list too.
1: It is on the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um not at the bottom three though. They're they're toward the bottom, yeah, for sure in the bottom half. Um, so eight percent of Americans think that members of Congress have very high ethical standards and levels of honesty. Um, Cars salespeople, yeah, also eight percent, and telemarketers, nine percent. Hmm. Not very much trust uh, yeah. in the telemarketers. So back to the point of this though, the clergy, which is how you introduce this. Sorry, we're just now getting here.
0: Married the lead. All right. Or- Buried it after we revealed it.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) it shouldn't be surprising, but Americans trust clergy less than ever um, since they started asking this question and they started asking this question in 1978. Okay. So it's been a while and there have been, you know, peaks where there was a lot of trust and it's kind of been steadily declining over time. And obviously it's because of the rampant, Uh, child sexual abuse scandal in the Catholic Church. But they found that only 37% of the respondents had a very high or high opinion of the honesty and ethical standards of clergy.
0: So clergy have just about the same approval rating as Donald Trump right now. Mm. I mean, really? Donald Trump is sitting at 39% and clergy at 37%. That's... Not great.
1: Yeah. And then 43% rated uh, clergy's honesty and ethics as average, and 15% had low or very low ratings.
0: I would, uh, if I was taking the poll, I'd say average.
1: Oh, you would say average? Yeah,
0: I'd say they're the same as everybody else. Hmm. Maybe, maybe less lower than average because they have the protection of uh, societal approval so they can kind of act with impunity. Maybe maybe less, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I'm- Again, thinking through it in real time.
1: I'm for sure a low yeah. Yeah. Um don't feel good about it. Yeah. <laughs> um and I I've seen a lot of articles recently written about Pope Francis and how he has been slow to address it. And I I don't I don't even like that phrasing. Uh, well, when
0: has he addressed it at all?
1: Right. Well, he took over for Joseph Ratzinger. Yeah. Pope Benedict. Yeah. Who left you know covering his face because he did nothing about it. He he, he
0: not only did nothing, he advocated for covering up. He right. signed documents to help the cover up.
1: Right, he was implicated in the cover up and uh when Christopher Hitchens was alive, he was he was often advocating for indicting the pope, right? Um and he when he would use that phrase, he was talking about Joseph Ratzinger, mm-hmm. Pope Benedict. And so when Pope Francis took over, it wasn't as though this was a new situation yeah yeah. right he knew what was going on going in so slow to deal with it it's been years yeah and he knew going in what the problems were he had every opportunity to address it first thing as soon as he stepped into the white robe right
0: yeah i mean there have been cases going back the 40s and 50s rampant uh serial abusers of children hundreds of children um raped by a group small group of priests. We've known about this for decades.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You, you can't say, oh, well, you know, it's a new problem. It's not a fucking new problem.
1: So those positive views of the honesty and ethics of clergy dropped in 2002 when I think all that was going on with Joseph Ratzinger. I think that's when that happened, 2002. No, Joseph Ratzinger wasn't in 2002, was he?
0: Uh, no, he was not.
1: That's right. That would um, have been
0: uh, Pope John Paul II. Ratzinger took over 2004 5 2006 the, the that's the that's the conclave that I remember.
1: Okay. Um so 2002 was when apparently it first dropped because that was the first scandal. Yeah, sure. And then they rebounded somewhat in the next few years and then again they fell to 50% um in 2009. So that must have been the more recent Joseph Ratzinger problem. In 2009. That sounds right. 2009. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then they've been steadily declining the positive ratings of honesty, honesty and ethics since 2012.
0: Hmm. So. so- I, I would love to know what the audience thinks. I mean, I, I think we've got a very, we've got a wide array of listeners, both people of faith and people uh, secular or nuns as they are, they're kind of referred to in the in the polling community. Um, 464 7609 Of course, you can always email those voice memos from your smartphone to idoubtit at com. Let us know what you think about this. All right. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward, one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever growing family of supporters, please visit slash I Doubt It With Dollamore.
1: We have uh, two Patreon supporters who upped their pledge Barbara. Barbara! And Adrian. Adrian. And then we have several new uh, Patreon supporters Tyson. Tyson. Servon. Servon. Andrew. Andrew. And Kylie. Kylie. Yes. Fantastic. It is fantastic. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Thank you guys so much. We appreciate the support. And uh, if you have not already, Brittany will be sending a message out to you asking if you want to be a part of the Patreon co-host contest. And you'll just reply if you want to with I'm in. Yep. Yep. If you're looking for the rest of this Patreon commercial mid-show, refer back to the beginning of the show. Stalemocracy. facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So Donald Trump finally took a trip overseas to see troops in a combat zone. After 706 days in office, (laughs) he finally took the trip. Now, uh, it has been reported by senior White House staff that the reason he was very trepidatious about making this trip was because he was afraid for his personal safety. Mm -hmm. He was afraid that people want to kill him. That's the quote from the Washington Post. Um. So it's cowardice that kept him from doing his duties as Commander-in-Chief of the United States Armed Forces. Since 2002, hadn't Trump gone over Christmas time, he would have been the first president since 2002 to not visit troops in a combat zone. He didn't go on Christmas. He went on Christmas the day after. So we'll give him credit for the Christmas visit.
1: Yeah, I just love how he's citing a fear that is like not new unique to him. Yeah. yeah. You know, everyone else that has been president that has gone over there, I'm sure, has felt somewhat anxious about yeah, yeah. that. Um, but that's like what you do. So Yeah,
0: and then when he was interviewed about it, or talked that he was talking about it, I don't know if he was interviewed, but he was like, well, he he, he painted this picture of Typical presidential security uh, flying into a combat zone. Mm -hmm. The lights off in the plane. I've never seen anything like it. Every light was off. I mean, he's really amping it up like it was something special and trying to make his MAG Americans feel like it's justified that it took 706 days Mm -hmm. to go overseas and visit troops in a combat zone. Yeah. And by the way, he's not on the front fucking lines. Mm Mm-hmm. He's in the rear with the gear in a secure area.
1: Yeah, but remember, tough guy would like to punch that guy in the face.
0: Oh, yeah, he would have marched right into that school and taken (laughs) care of the active shooter. Come on. So anyway, as part of his speech... Well, first of all, very briefly about the Navy SEAL thing. Did a video about it today. It's on YouTube, but... um, I don't think it's as big a problem as everybody's really making it. I mean, it's it's a big deal. He well, shouldn't have done it, but Navy Seals are going to take care of themselves.
1: Well, let's say what he did, right? Yeah, go ahead. He he um he did a photo op with Navy Seals that were on a covert mission, right? And he posted the photos of them and gave their names, I believe as well.
0: One of them for sure, the Chaplain.
1: And normally the protocol in that situation is to blur the faces. That's right. And he did not blur the faces of the Navy SEALs. Yeah. And so he's been widely criticized for not following that protocol and possibly putting these Navy SEALs at risk now that people know their faces, and at least for one guy, the face and the name.
0: Yeah, well, here, here, here's the problem I have more with it. It's that he puts their families in danger. Because if any foreign intelligence outfit that is worth their salt already knows who these guys are. Mm -hmm. It's not like this is super top secret. They're not like covert operators in the CIA Mm -hmm. who have like covered stories for them. Like they're an electrician or they work as an accountant. And then these are guys who are in the military who they're, they're special operators. They don't. So any intelligence outfit from a foreign hostile power, hostile foreign power is going to know who these guys are. For me, it's rogue actors. Mm hmm. And he endangered their families. Cause if you know who they are, it's relatively easy using the goddamn internet mm-hmm. to find out who their family is. And then you put them in danger mm-hmm. because it, it creates uh a weak spot that if you if you leverage their safe the safety of their family against them, it's a pressure point. Mm-hmm. And it just it's just unnecessary danger that For a photo op. For a a fucking Twitter video. For a -hmm. a Twitter photo. Right. And then I've seen a lot of comments about, well, why did the Navy SEAL take the picture with him? It's, listen, this is a service member. Mm -hmm. This is the commander in chief of the armed forces. This is his bosses, 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 boss. You don't get to say, oh, no, Mr. President, I'm not going to take a picture with you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When the president suggests, hey, let's take a picture, that's a fucking order. You take the picture. So everybody can stand down on the criticism of the military guys who are taking the photo with Trump. They well, don't really have a choice. And
1: people in the military are in a tough position. I know people that are in the military, and if they're going to be critical of the president, they obscure their identity online. Um, Yeah, yeah. Lots of guys. Because
0: I didn't have online like (laughs) it was now. Yeah, but I was very critical of Clinton and had to be quiet about it.
1: Yeah. So I think it's it's generally not accepted to do that. Uh, you're even seeing that somewhat with the criticism of Donald Trump signing the MAGA hats Mm -hmm. for the soldiers because they're not supposed to be political. Is that right?
0: That's right. Yeah. Like you, you're, you're not allowed to like march in parades unless you get permission, like in uniform, Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of restrictions and regulations around your behavior in uniform. Right. Um, relative to political, uh, activity. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I so it is a big deal but it's not this giant you know, we're not going to lose a war or a battle because of it. So it it didn't immediately put people in imminent imminent danger. It's just a a flagrant violation of operational security. So mm-hmm. uh the other thing is his weird ranting and raving and the thing that really strikes me is the lie and look We're used to Trump lying. That's not the surprise, but this is fucking brazen to lie about a pay raise. Because if you know anything when you're in the military, it's, you know, your your pay schedule, you know how much you're going to make more when you get promoted, you know, when that year of service gets up and you go from eight to 10 or whatever the mark is, how much more you're going to make. You know at the end of the year how much was appropriated for budget for for the raise the next year. Everybody knows Mm -hmm. because money's tight when you're in the middle of it. You don't make a bunch of money. So for him to sit there and lie and say that he gave a 10% raise, that he told him, no, don't give him 2% or 3% or 4%. Give him 10%. Give him more than 10%. Who does he think he's talking to? Mm -hmm. Anyway, listen to this small section. Is this a trigger warning where I say we're getting ready to play Trump talk?
1: Yes. (laughs) You're welcome.
0: Listen to this. It It is remarkable. His, 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 the audacity of Donald, the continued audacity of Donald Trump.
2: Through their incredible sacrifice... Our fallen heroes have achieved immortality. That's what it is. It's immortality. Immortality. They will live forever in the hearts of their countrymen, in your hearts, and in the history of the United States of America. They will live forever. The dignity and glory of the American warrior is recorded on the fields of battle and in acts of valor that will live for all of time. You're going to be remembered for all of time. And under my administration, we're winning now. We're not playing to lose slowly like they've been doing for 19 years. We're fighting in areas where we shouldn't be fighting and spending hundreds of billions of dollars doing it.
0: I'm going to pause it there as evidenced by the fact that he's not talking anymore. What Donald Trump is doing here is maligning former chiefs, uh, commanders in chief. Mm -hmm. He's shitting on prior people who were the boss of the military to the people who worked for those, those men, Mm -hmm. putting them in a position to take sides against, I mean, this whole thing is political. Mm
1: hmm. Does he think that he's at a Trump rally? Is that where he thinks that's is? Is
0: exactly no, that is exactly right. Is that he Donald confused? Trump operates where everything is a political rally.
1: He's surprised that they're not leaping out of their seats to cheer yeah. and scream locker up.
0: I mean, remember a couple of years ago when he went to the Boy Scout Jamboree? Yeah. And he treated that <laughs> like it was a fucking MAGA rally. Yeah. We our military should be apolitical. They must be apolitical. You don't want them against the operation that the that the that the that the the, the politic the politicians have signed us up for. You don't want them for or against it. You want them just to keep their head down and do their goddamn job. Just for good order and discipline within a unit. Mm-hmm. You must have that. So Donald Trump is acting against his own best interest here by trying to re- to to get these troops whipped up into a fury about not only the military uh, agenda but also like domestic issues like the border wall
2: now you have the right thought process now going for the first time in a long time
0: his thro- thought process
2: we want to fight where it's meaningful which is basically what you're just saying and you understand that better than anybody the people in this room understand that better your general understands I just met with them Your general understands it. We want to fight for the meaningful things. No force in history has done more for the cause of justice and peace. I want each and every one of you to know that we will always protect those who protect us. You protect us. We are always going to protect you. And you just saw that because you just got one of the biggest pay raises you've ever received, unless you don't want it. Does anybody here — Is anybody here willing to give up the big pay raise you just got? Raise your hand, please. Oh, I don't see too many hands. Okay. Don't give it up. It's great. You know what? Nobody deserves it more. You haven't gotten one in more than 10 years. More than 10 years. And we got got you a big one. I got you a big one. I got you a big one. They had plenty of people that came up. They said, you know, we could make it smaller. We could make it 3%. We could make it 2%. We could make it 4%. I said, no, make it 10%. Make it more than 10%. Because it's been a long time. It's been more than 10 years. been more than 10 years. That's a long time. And, you know, you really put <laughs> oh, yourselves out Jesus. there. You put your lives out there. So congratulations. We're fighting every day to ensure you have also the tools, the equipment, the training and resources that you need to fight and to win. We don't play prevent defense anymore. We're not doing that. That's why when you see me doing things, I always have things in mind. I always have lots of things in mind — things that you have in mind, too. But a lot of other people don't. A lot of the media doesn't want to report it correctly. But we have a lot of things in mind. What in the fuck
0: is he doing? (laughs) He's trying to us and them with the military. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's us against them. The the media. Calm down, dickhole. Calm down. First of all, let's address the lies. He says that the military hasn't gotten a pay raise in over a decade over 10 years mm-hmm. the military has steadily gotten an annual pay increase since technically 1984 and the reason I say technically is because in 1983 they did get a pay they didn't technically get a pay raise because that's the year they switched from fiscal years October 1st mm-hmm. to January 1st. So because of the the there was like a weird overlap, that year's not counted as a pay raise, technically. Mm. But it goes all the way back to the 60s that every year the the the, the military's gotten a pay raise. Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump's pay raise, 2017 was 2.1%, 2018, 2, uh, 2.4, 2019, 2.6%. 2. Uh, now, if you uh Attach that to inflation, Mm -hmm. Donald Trump's pay raises are actually negative 0.1% of a raise Mm -hmm. if you take into account inflation. Under George W. Bush's entire administration, it was about a 9% pay raise overall. Obama's entire was 4%. This is taking into account inflation. Mm -hmm. I'm talking not year the entire eight years. Right. 4%. George W. Bush, 9%. Keep in mind, that was during 9-11. Right, where they were gangbusters spending on the military. Mm-hmm. And then Clinton, again, was about 4%. So Donald Trump doesn't have anything to fucking brag about because when you take into the, uh, to account inflation, they haven't gotten a pay raise. In fact, they're losing money. Mm-hmm. The same with the American worker right now. With all of the tax cuts, wages are flat. People, people when you take into account inflation, we're making more in the 70s than they're making now. So shut your greasy pie hole, you freak show.
1: Well, if I can go body language expert on everybody for a second, I think that what happened was he got a few cheers there.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then he runs off the rails. Yeah.
1: And I think that that really fed him where he finally got some reinforcement. Yeah. And then he just went a little crazy with it where he usually that works with with his crowds. You
0: can hear him. Trying to get back, like, how am I going to get back on track to my written remarks?
1: Right. But before he does that, he's I, they came to me and, you know, off script. Yeah, yeah. And he does this at his rallies, too, when he gets excited. They came to me. They said this, this, and this. And I was like, no, you're going to give me this. And he expected applause after that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he didn't get any. And yeah. that must have broken him. Well, it's,
0: again, let's let's get on the ground with what he said. They came to me and they said, We can give them la- lower amounts. Two, three. We can four. give them 2%, 3%, 4%. Mm-hmm. And I said, No. Give them 10%.
1: I'm the give president. Them
0: more than 10%. Dun, <laughs> da, da, da. Hero.
1: <laughs> and then, whop, whop, wow. It's
0: 2.4%. Because
1: they're all like, Wait a minute. <laughs> When does this 10% raise kick in? So,
0: my point is that every single member of that crowd who's on active duty, they know that there's a difference of about 8% <laughs> mm-hmm. from what he's talking about. Yeah. They're 10%? Holy shit. What are you fucking talking about, 10%? That, right. That would be huge. Yeah. Anyway, it's just, it, it's remarkable to me. And if he keeps doing this, he, that evaporation of support that I've been talking about for two years, that mm-hmm. I've been pining for for two years, mm-hmm. is going to slowly begin to happen, even among the ranks of the junior enlisted military, because that's where his support is the firmest, the mm-hmm. most firm. I yeah. don't know which is more proper. Mm-hmm. The officer corps, they're not bananas over Trump. It's the junior enlisted, the mo- more impressionable, the, the less educated who are all over Donald Trump, thinking he's, you know, the real deal. Mm-hmm. The ones with little political acumen, little understanding of the political process. Anyway. Well,
1: and this this whole thing where he is assuming that everyone in that crowd is a Republican, or more specifically, a Trump voter and yeah. supporter, it, it's also translating into how he's talking about the government shutdown, which we're into day six of... Day six of the government shutdown? Okay. Um... I think the countdown yesterday said day five, so I think, yeah, yeah. I think it's day six. I don't know. It's a long time. And okay? it's going
0: it's to go well into the new year um, after the Democratic Congress comes in, which is the January 3rd.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, he's also saying that most people not getting paid, right? Because federal employees are not getting paid because of the government shutdown. That's right. And his argument... Hundreds
0: and hundreds of thousands.
1: His argument is that most people not getting paid are Democrats. Yeah. Most of the federal employees.
0: Which I don't know if he means to say, well they should they should really support my wall and 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 want to to get the government back on or if he means yeah it doesn't matter because they're democrats.
1: Well, this was his tweet. Have the Democrats finally realized that we desperately need border security and a wall on the southern border? Need to stop drugs, human trafficking, gang members, and criminals from coming into our country? Do the Dems realize that most of the people not getting paid are Democrats?
0: Ugh. So he, he well, which, <laughs> just a few days earlier, he was saying that actually, most of the government employees support the wall and support the government shutdown. So which is it? Are they Democrats or are they supporting the government shutdown, dickhole?
1: Exactly. Yes. Come on. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. And I actually, I read this article by Ann Applebaum in the Washington Post. Has the GOP retreated into a world of make-believe? The shutdown debate will tell us. And this might be an article that would be featured in the newsletter in that tier. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I, I just want to read part of- This episode's
0: brought to you by mini commercials. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just want to read part of this because, I mean, we already know. I don't want to be just speaking into the echo chamber here, but the wall. That's my job. This isn't about the wall. The government shutdown is not about the wall. No. Um, This is
0: about appeasing the base.
1: We don't need a wall. The wall will not matter. The wall will do nothing, right? There's already fencing. You know what happens when there's fencing? People get over it or they go under it.
0: Or they just fly into the country like most illegal immigration into the country.
1: And that's what I'm about to read. Right. So Anne Applebaum writes, In truth, if you say you care about illegal immigration, your focus shouldn't even be on the border. The number of people crossing into the United States from Mexico illegally has actually been falling for many years, going back to the Obama administration and earlier. The numbers are down by 90% since 2000, thanks to better policing and a better Mexican economy. Parenthetically, thank you, NAFTA. Meanwhile, a full two-thirds of those who have joined the illegal workforce in recent years did not illegally cross the southern border at all. They entered the country legally and then overstayed their visas. More than 700,000 people are thought to have used this method of illegal immigration last year. Within that group, the largest number are Canadians, followed closely by Mexicans, Venezuelans, Colombians, and Brits. No wall will stop these illegal workers, whose total number far exceeds the asylum seekers from Central America. End quote. Exactly. And I mean, you can't put it more succinctly than that. And it's just facts, you know.
0: They don't traffic in facts, though.
1: Right, and this is what is maddening about this whole thing. So he keeps,
0: baby, that guy's not about the facts, Brittany.
1: He keeps tweeting (laughs) about the wall, but why are we even talking about it?
0: yeah, because he really if he really had solutions in mind and was was succinctly focused on the problem, right, it wouldn't be the wall. and it wouldn't be a wall even if there was a problem at the southern border. It would be using technology to our advantage, not a giant monstrosity. right. This isn't ancient China where we got to <laughs> keep the 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 horde of Mongols out of the country.
1: So I also want to highlight, because I love how you pointed out the contradiction in what he said, where he's calling them all the people going without pay are Democrats. But then he's also saying all the people going without pay get it because they support his endeavor. Um, He also tweeted, look at how successful the Border Patrol was at preventing the caravan from overtaking the border. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, my God. So you don't need a wall? Right, Is that what right, you're saying? Right.
0: That's I didn't think of that. That's I mean, awesome. I you yeah, know, yeah.
1: G- stay on track, please. Yeah. You can't even lie well. You can't get your point across well. It's, just, well. it's like
0: c- throwing diarrhea at a barn door. I don't know why that's the deal. But uh, you're just seeing how much will stick to the wall. It's like, well, th- some of my MAG Americans are going to be convinced by this argument. Some are going to take something away from this argument. So I'll say them all. Mm-hmm the other thing that you pointed out is the 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 strategy that his government agencies mm-hmm. that the Trump administration is giving as a letter to their uh their their employees mm-hmm. because these are people who don't have paychecks now who don't know when the next paycheck will come they will get a paycheck and they'll likely get to pay their bills and it'll be backdated likely very likely i think in almost all cases that's what happens But what are they recommending? Which, by the way, brace yourselves, because this is going to be the outrage of the fucking episode.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, the U.S. Office of Personnel Management tweeted um, some suggestions for federal workers that are going without pay, including um, trading painting, carpentry work in exchange for partial rent payments if they cannot afford to pay their rent during the government shutdown.
0: So ask your landlord if you can do some chores. Yeah. Hey, could I trade rent for chores? Mm-hmm. 2019, everybody. Donald Trump shuts the government down, and then suggests that uh, his 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 uh, furloughed workers eh, just spruce up the place a little bit. Maybe cut the lawn, do some do some lawn work. Do
1: do a little, you got a ladder and a paintbrush? Just mm-hmm. that'll do. Well, you know Donald Trump was a landlord, right? And I'm yeah, sure that still is. I'm sure that if one of his tenants was going through a similar situation and came to him <laughs> and said, "Hey, buddy, um, you know there's a government shutdown right now, right? Uh, I'm just wondering if I could like help you around the house, maybe to offset some yeah, of the costs." Yeah, I'm cost sure that would rent. go
0: over really well.
1: Yeah. Well, I I clicked on this link that they they gave. Um, And again, it's from the Office of um, Personnel Management, right? And they actually give you a a document. You click on the link and it just downloaded a Word doc. So it gives a sample letter for you. Oh, yeah, read that. So, following our sample letters that you may use as a guide when working with your creditors. Unfortunately, we cannot provide you with personal legal advice. If you need legal advice to assist you in any response to creditors, landlords, or the like, consult with your personal attorney or contact your state or county bar association.
0: Because you know everybody has a personal fucking attorney. Come on. Yes. (laughs) Come on! Who wrote this? Donald Trump? We Look, we we know some lawyers that are looking for work right now. Michael Cohen specifically doesn't have a lot of clients right now. We can give you his cell phone number. You can call him and ask him about what he thinks you should do in the wake of this Trump shutdown, that you're not making any money.
1: Yeah, so I, I want to read this this one in particular. I'm not so, getting
0: enough love for the Michael Cohen bit.
1: Well... He, that was so good, Jesse D. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. You really hit it out of the ballpark wow, with that one. <laughs> this is... Okay. So, How
0: dare you, sir?
1: Here is a letter template that they so nicely provided. Dear name of company or individual with whom you have spoken, this is to confirm our conversation of... Date in which we discussed a temporary reduction in my monthly rent. As we discussed, I am a federal employee who has recently been furloughed due to a lack of funding of my agency. Because of this, my income has been severely cut and I am unable to pay the entire cost of my rent along with my other expenses. As we had agreed in our conversation, I will be able to make regular payments in the amount of blank. I realize that I will be responsible to pay the remainder of the payments, and when I return to work, I will contact you immediately to work out a plan to take care of the reduced payments. I will keep in touch with you to keep you informed about my income status, and I would like to discuss the possibility of trading my services to perform maintenance, Um, painting, carpentry work, in exchange for partial rent payments." I appreciate your willingness to work with me and your understanding during this difficult time. So, if, Sincerely, you
0: wor- if you work as an accountant for the federal government, naturally you have skills that would translate to painting and maintenance work. You're also a skilled artisan, part time plumber.
1: Yeah. Get the fuck
0: straight out of here.
1: They're just trying to look out for people.
0: Uh, <laughs> did you hear that, Brittany? I did. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sure, that sounds great. So, uh, very briefly, let's cover these three topics.
1: Okay. Nude selfie? Four.
0: Uh, that's one of them. Okay. Four. First, let's talk about M- Matt Whitaker because I think the other three are kind of Russia related.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Matt Whitaker, acting attorney general, chief law enforcement enforcer in the country, is a filthy fucking liar.
1: Yeah. So on his resume and in government documents, he claimed to have been named an all- academic All-American while playing football at the University of Iowa. And uh, that is not correct. So a person who would like not get a job because of this at like any other company, if they found out that you lied on your resume, Yeah, yeah. Um, he's the acting attorney general.
0: Attorney General, and by the way, he was a U.S. attorney for the Southern District of Iowa
1: mm-hmm.
0: with a lie on his resume.
1: Yeah, because that's just the way things work now. Is you're able to?
0: <laughs> well, how many uh, pledgerists has Donald Trump appointed, nominated to positions within his government?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sheriff Clark. There's been a couple others. I can't. There's a woman who used to work for Fox who lied. Yeah. It's just terrible. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's that's one thing. It's not super consequential, so it's just going to be in rapid fire. The other three are related to Russia. One is Michael Cohen. Mm-hmm. McClatchy, which owns a bunch of different newspapers across the country, including the Idaho Statesman in Boise. Mm. A little shout out to Boise. Um, they are reporting that foreign intelligence uh, agencies are saying that Michael Cohen's cell phone did ping cell towers in Prague in 2016 when he claims he was not there.
1: Right. According to their reporting, a mobile phone traced to President Donald Trump's former lawyer and fixer, Michael Cohen, briefly sent signals ricocheting off cell towers in the Prague area in late summer 2016, at the height of the presidential campaign, leaving an electronic record to support claims that Cohen met secretly there with Russian officials, four people with knowledge of the matter say. During the same period of late August or early September, electronic eavesdropping by an Eastern intelligence agency picked up a Conversation among Russians, one of whom remarked that Cohen was in Prague. Two people familiar with the incident said the phone and surveillance data, which have not previously been disclosed, lead new credence to a key part of the former British spies' dossier of Kremlin intelligence describing purported coordination between Trump's campaign and Russia's election meddling operation.
0: Now, this is big because this Prague element of the dossier was one of the most um, kept in question. It was the most doubtful, the most uncorroborated, other than the PP tape, was the Prague element. And now, if this, if this, if this pans out, this whole fucking house of cards is going to come down, and it gives more veracity to the PP tape. Which, spoiler alert, eh, might be a thing now.
1: Well, I I just want to quickly read. Spoiler alert It's not a thing <laughs> Don't set me up like that I'm not gonna say That that's a thing um, But also Spoiler
0: alert Brittany is going to do that
1: No I'm not um, But I want to read Michael Cohen's <laughs> tweet Because he's defending himself From this He he tweeted I hear uh, Hashtag Prague Hashtag Czech Republic Is beautiful in the summertime I wouldn't know As I've never been Hashtag Moeller Knows everything So he's trying to boost His tweets with Hashtag Moeller Yeah <laughs> <laughs> He needs more attention than he already has. Yeah, well,
0: th- that's a weird. Why do you even need to say Mueller knows all? If, if, for me, it's it's um, it's not clear what his intent is with the tweet, mm-hmm. because there's no there's no regulation or law, or he's not breaking a law if he lies on a tweet and says I've never been there. Mueller knows everything, because if he has been there, and we find out later. He's going to be sitting in a fucking jail cell when that happens anyway. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't... It's not going to hurt him. It's yeah. not like his reputation is going to be in tatters because he lied ongoing about Prague.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> now the nude selfie. Spoil-
0: spoiler alert, PP no, Tape.
1: No, 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 no. Um,
0: hashtag Britney spoiler alert.
1: No, 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 no. So, <laughs>
0: hashtag Britney PP Tape.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> a Russian company charged over um, the election... They're complaining, their lawyers are complaining that uh, special counsel Robert Mueller, hashtag Mueller, need a boost, um, (laughs) made up a crime that has never been prosecuted before in the history of the United States. And they're now seeking to make up secret procedures for communicating ex parte to the court. Hmm. So this is a a lawsuit involving Mueller and a Russian company that was charged over the election. And in these documents, okay, (laughs) these went out yesterday, people were tweeting about this. Uh, the lawyers, they're asking permission to share sensitive government information with the Russians. They wonder, quote, could the manner in which Mueller collected a nude selfie really threaten the national security of the United States?
0: So they're indicating that Robert Mueller has collected a nude selfie. Doesn't say of whom. Mm -hmm. and that the sources and methods by which he collected that nude selfie, Mm -hmm. they believe do not compromise U.S. national security.
1: Yeah, that they should have the permission to share the sensitive government information.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So who does this nude selfie belong to and how did Mueller get it? Well, we don't know. That is not something that we Yikes. But what we do know is that Muller has a nude selfie okay well that's
0: what they're saying in documents
1: yes so who is it
0: <laughs> wow
1: i guess we'll and, find and out and nude 2019, selfie. 2019 everybody <laughs> let's
0: break it down before we we end the show and get on to the very last topic which is jill stein hashtag spoiler alert um does nude selfie does that just mean like a dick pic is that is that considered a nude selfie um, because if it's a full, like, full-on, full-frontal nude selfie of Donald Trump, he doesn't strike me as a guy who's who's taken nudes other than maybe a dick pic.
1: I mean, I don't know. I don't know. This is all disturbing me now. I, I, it's too disturbing to talk about.
0: Too disturbing to talk about. Unfortunately, that is our job. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing is that it's not looking good for Jill Stein right now. I have long been on the anti-Jill Stein train ever since she hey, was at too. that dinner. Hey, hashtag Me Too. Okay. Uh, ever since she was at that dinner
1: with Putin and Michael Flynn, with, with 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 Vladimir Putin
0: and convicted felon or soon to be convicted felon Michael Flynn uh, celebrating Russia Today RT the the propaganda arm, the public propaganda arm of the Kremlin. And uh, she is now denying a request from the United States Senate to turn over documents related to any communications between her campaign and the Russians.
1: Yeah. So the Senate intelligence committee uh, requested the documents and she said, no, yeah, I'm not giving those over to you. And, that is... That would indicate
0: to me that there are some.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, that she's also hiding something, right? Yeah. I mean, why else would you reject that? Right?
0: Because you're a fucking traitor. The other thing, very briefly, is remember the fact that she raised all that money for a recount, and then what did she do with that money? Mm-hmm. There's all all kinds of impropriety or suspected impropriety, likely impropriety on the part of Jill Stein and the campaign that does not look good. All of this, we're going to follow that this is stuff is just breaking over the last few days and uh, there's a lot of follow-up to be reporting to be done and that's not really our gig to do the reporting. So we're going to find out. Listen, we're going to leave you there. We love you guys. We appreciate you. Thank you for joining us. We want to hear from you. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. We would love to have you join our Patreon family. 2019 is going to be a big, big year for the show. TeamDollamore.com is where you go. We'll see you next time. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt It. How do you not know who Todd Rundgren is? (laughs) (laughs) You know?